Good morning, everybody. I hope you're all well and uh, quite a, a nice morning. A bit sunny, a bit cloudy, but um, you know, hey, it's warm still, which is which is brilliant. Welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Ask any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. Uh, if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During this live session, we'll be running a poll, so do engage with it, and I will reveal the results at the end. So, my name is Sean Goldsmith. Um, I'm a special advisor to business and to franchising in particular. Um, I work with a great many franchises. Um, I also am the uh, sort of co-founder and, and um, lead on a group called the Franchise Mastermind Group, which currently has about 400 uh, franchise professionals in it, um, of which about 350 are probably um, franchise networks. So just to put that into perspective, you know, if you've got uh, 350 franchise networks, you're probably talking about 20, maybe even 30,000 small businesses uh, within their networks, within the greater network. So I've been working in the wonderful world of franchising for a very, very long time, for 15, 16 years. That might not seem like uh, long to, to others, but in the franchising world, that's, that's quite a stretch. Um, and it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, every part of it has been, has been inspiring and wonderful. Now, we're in a funny situation. We've gone through lockdown. Uh, we are facing an impending second wave. Um, and for years and years, franchisors have always spoken to their franchisees about strategic alliances. So when a franchisee launches their business, they go out into the big wide world. Um, on day one, those franchisors are saying to them, go out and find other businesses which will complement your service and try and form strategic alliances with them. Now, what is a strategic alliance? Well, you know, it really depends on how closely you want to work with, a, with another company. But, um, you know, in the broader sense of the word, what we have always used strategic alliances for has been for marketing. Because, uh, you know, you might have a, uh, a cleaning company who, who cleans high-end homes, um, who, funny enough, goes and, goes and uh, forms a strategic alliance with a butcher, the local butcher. And the reason the butcher is because the butcher is selling premium cuts to premium clients. And there's a great sort of, um, you know, alliance over there, equally with, uh, you know, upmarket hairdressers, et cetera. But in this current time, in this current time that we face ourselves, um, we, we need to start looking at strategic alliances in a very, very different way. And I'm very, very pleased to say that the franchising world has started to do this. And, and to their credit, I think it's going to be something that's uh, in the coming months um, and potentially even years is going, to, is going to be very, very fruitful. So let me just tell you what I'm talking about right now in, uh, in terms of strategic alliances. So throughout history, whenever there's been a great challenge, um, you know, for mankind or for countries or even for villages, what they've done is they've, they've pulled together. Now, a lot of us might think, okay, we are pulling together, we are talking to each other, we're joining mastermind groups, we, you know, part of our local networking group, BNI, we join calls like this. We do all of those things and we, we converse with other business people. But in this current day and age, what we have to do is we have to take that much closer. So let's just take an example like the marketing as in right now. If, so, for instance, you were a dog walker, right? Um, the dog walking sector has taken a, a bit of a pummeling over the past few months because, you know, people are at home and there's various reasons why, why, why the dog walking has kind of slowed down. But we are now at a stage where people need to get their dogs walking and we know that the industry is picking up, etc. 
but there's going to be a second wave potentially. So what you do is the dog walker can go and speak to the dog groomer, can go and speak to the pet sitter, can go and speak to the dog trainer and say, guys, listen, together we're much stronger. Why don't we take all of our combined marketing uh, budgets and we start marketing together? Why don't we start marketing as a single service, a single point of service? So instead of going into that local glossy magazine as a you know a, a very very expensive full full page, what you do is you slice that up into five, right? And you go in and you come under a single umbrella, and it's very very cheap and easy to do these things because you can just create like a landing page. And you could put each of the services on the landing page, um, you know, with different telephone numbers, et cetera. So there's no, there's no um, sort of competition between, between the services, but pulling together means that what you're giving the consumer is a lot more value um, in the sense that they can just go to one place and they know that they're going to get all of their pet services, uh, you know, um, on that one website or you know, on that Facebook page or however you decide to do it. You know, this can be this can be followed through to almost any industry that you can think of, right? Especially small businesses. For you guys out there who have these small businesses who might be thinking about, um, you know, what's to come. In the last month, at least, I've seen uh, quite a number of, of um, businesses just saying, look, we survived lockdown. We got our bounce back loan. We got our C-bills loan. But now things are still taking a lot longer to actually pick up, um, and you know people are necessarily worried. And this is this is a this is a trying time, especially with all the redundancies going on there. So with these strategic alliances, if you can go and start looking at your networking groups, but don't just go to them thinking what I'm going to do here is I'm going to speak to somebody and they're going to give me a nice warm fuzzy feeling. Um, we're all going to agree that you know life is terrible and you know we must crack on. Um, instead of doing that, why don't you go and purposefully start looking at companies that will complement the service that you offer? Because if you can up the value of what your company offers by strategically aligning yourself with other companies, what you might be able to do is actually just give yourself a huge advantage when things start getting a lot tougher. You know, so standing together is 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 absolutely crucial right now. As I said, the franchising industry is doing this in a in a in a really really good way right now. Um, you know, I, I was using the the pet sort of sector as an example. We've seen this happening in the in the in the cleaning businesses. Um, you know, even the trades. The trades have been very very busy. But um, you know, bearing in mind that we've got um, a situation where I think I saw on the BBC that nine hundred thousand people were made redundant last month. You know, this is absolutely astounding. So. If you are not thinking about the big wave of competitors that are about to hit your business also on top of everything else, just remember all of those people who, who sort of come out of, out of uh, their jobs or they've just been made redundant, those guys are, are currently just thinking, how on earth am I going to feed my family? You know, what am I going to do? And they're going to go into natural things. They're going to go and start their own businesses, especially if there are no jobs available. Um, you know, so not only do I think that economy is going to be a little bit difficult, but there are also going to be a lot more competitors. So right now, gather your forces, you know, form a little army in your own sector, make sure that it's super strong and that the value that you guys are offering is, you know, is above anything that any individual could, could offer. Um, you know, club together your marketing spend if you can, you know, make sure that you're following up with customers. Um, you know, I would I would highly, highly recommend, and this is one thing that makes the franchising sector really sort of stand out, um, 
is um, you know using call centers, call answering services um, to make sure that when that when that customer calls, you know they are on it immediately. Um, you know guys who are doing live chat. Um, sometimes it seems quite expensive, but I tell you what, when you get a customer, you know, um, and and that customer's lifetime value or even just that that one-off sale is worth a hundred, two hundred pounds or whatever. You know, it doesn't seem that's that that expensive at all. Um, you know, so it's really, really interesting in that, um, you know, if you do just change your mindset from just talking to people and much rather going and actually actively working on on, on alliances, um, you're actually going to be in a much stronger position than, than you would be. Would be. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Cool. So what, we've got a few questions coming in. Uh, we've actually got a question from Johan from Facebook Messenger. Hi, Sean. How did you get into the world of franchising? I'm thinking about a career change and wondering if you have any advice on where I can learn more about franchising to see if it would suit me. Um, Johan, uh, actually, I got into franchising because, you know, I was working with a very, very large online retailer. Um, I was a supplier and uh, overnight, um, I had about 800 people working for me up and down the country. And overnight, uh, we got word that America, um, you know, from from the American head office, just saying, "Look, we think it's going to be a bit of a tough trading condition for the next month," and um, they basically just cancelled the the uh, staff for the next two months. They didn't cancel the contracts to the staff, and it really hit me hard. Um, I was very young; I was 24. I just arrived in in the UK uh, when all of this happened, um, and um, you know, so I kind of I kind of sold the business, and I went out looking for other opportunities, and came across somebody who kind of took me under his wing and taught me about this world of franchising. And you know, ironically, the tough time I had when I was very young, going through the business and building this this large organization, um, you know, gave me the ability to actually be able to coach people, and it really just just became something that I fell in love with head over heels. Um, but where to find out more information? I would definitely um, go onto the British Franchise Association website. But more importantly, um, just phone some franchisors. You know, um, getting into franchising is a very, very wise move because you know the guys I've seen firsthand. I've been working with the franchisors themselves, and they have been astounding throughout lockdown. They have been so incredibly supportive, m- more often than not, to their own detriment to make sure that their franchisees are surviving and doing well, etc. So I definitely, I definitely go and um, you know just check that out. Um, also, there's a website that you can go and take a look at, at various options with regards to um, franchise opportunities called What Franchise. Um, you know, so just go and have a browse on there. There's there's millions. You know, so it's really good for you to go into. Um, Sonia from Instagram uh, direct message. Do you have any have any examples of franchising businesses that built alliances successfully? Um, lots. Um, you know, there are. Um, well, I mean, you know, there was a. Uh, we just spoke about the the um, the dog walking and the dog grooming. So there are um, within that sector there are a few alliances. Um, we know that there are big brands. Um, so there's a big company called Franchise Brands that has basically pulled together some great franchises. Um, so any of their brands are really good to to take a look at. So um, yeah, um, but just remember, a lot of these are slightly informal. So when you speak to your franchise or when you go out there and you know just do do a bit of your homework, um, they'll be able to tell you exactly what's going on. Um, right, uh, Russell from Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. What is the best way to recruit franchisees? Ah the hundred million dollar question you know what um you just got to be out there so there are there are great websites um i mentioned what franchise magazines 
um, you know, global franchise. Those are all the traditional sort of franchising um, recruitment places. But Facebook is doing really well at the moment. Um, you know, basically, there isn't any single answer. You know, Facebook ads combined with Google ads combined with traditional fran uh, franchise um, locations, you, uh, even local magazines would, would um, you know, be, be useful to go into. It really depends on your sector. Um, Russell, if you, if you want to have a chat about that and, you know, I, just give me a bit more idea of, as to where you're coming from, what your brand is, I'd be more than happy to chat. So just contact me directly, um, no problem. Um, right. So morning, Sean. What would you say the main advantages of building a strategic alliance are? I'm looking to build one in the hospitality sector. Um, you know what? The, the, the reality is the main advantage is that you can combine resources. So in, in, um, in the franchising world, so I'm busy working on a project at the moment, which is actually the map over there, um, where you can effectively take all the back-end services. So you can have between five companies, you can actually have a single, you know, um, marketing person that is doing a lot of the marketing because I know that's 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 possible and true because we do it in franchising all the time. You know, where you'd have one or two marketing people doing three or four brands. Um, you know, so shared resources, the money that you can actually club together to actually get better exposure on. You know, even if you were doing something like Facebook ads and you had combined um, sort of um, you know campaigns. That would that would work really well. Um, there's a lot of things. The other thing, which is which is not really as tangible, but you're in a team all of a sudden, and as a small business, that doesn't really happen very often because as an entrepreneur, you have very few places to turn to, especially when it comes to just being able to talk through what 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 you know the issues that you're facing. And if you have a strategic alliance or what you know you could call a mastermind group, like they have over in the states quite often, um, you know it's well worth um, you know the time. Uh, let's just see over here, Damien from Instagram. What advice do you uh, do you wish you'd have gotten when getting into the world of franchising? Um, I, I'm I I loved it immediately. So um, every single trial and tribulation I went through in franchising, I absolutely loved. Right, even the tough times. Um, but the best advice I would I would probably say that most franchisors um, wish they would have had is the is the um, emotional side of being a franchisor. Um, it is an incredibly, incredibly taxing uh, business. A lot of franchisees see it from a franchisee point of view. Um, and, you know, there's this big head office, et cetera, or maybe even a small head office. Um, and because the franchisee has basically paid a, uh, a franchise fee, there's a, an expectation of service and all of these things. With a franchisor, when they franchise their business, they genuinely believe everything about their business. And if you have a franchisee, as an example, who starts questioning the model or, you know, um, you know, making extra demands and all those kind of things, you'd be surprised how very personally the franchisor takes it. They don't show it, but they do take it very seriously. And um, over the last, um, you know, few months, especially with this uh, lockdown, I've seen some really, really uh, some great people having a very, very tough mental time because they absolutely feel the responsibility, the collective responsibility of their whole network. Um, they're amazing people. I actually call franchisors, and I, I shout this from the rooftop, I actually call them the mob, the masters of business, because they, they not only are building their own small business, which comes with all of the trials and tribulations that everybody else would have, but on top of that, they're helping sometimes hundreds of other people build up their small businesses and feed their families and you know achieve their dreams. So it's really, really interesting. 
Right. So Lucian from Facebook Messenger. Um, hi, Sean. Uh, great to see you back. Oh, thank you. I'm thinking about going into franchising. What would you say are the pros and cons of joining a large conglomerate like Burger King versus a startup franchise? Um, they require a different person. So Lucian, you know, it's, it's down to you really. Um, you know, I've always been a guy who loves the small business kind of environment because it's quick, it's fast, you get to, you know, make more of an impact, even even if you're joining a franchise, um, you know, there's an ability to be able to go to the franchise or and just say, hey, why don't we try this or can I try this or whatever. Burger King and the McDonald's of the world and those big franchises, they are just so incredibly sorted. Um, you know, the, every single thing. I mean, I still remember speaking to the um, the uh, head of McDonald's in South Africa and before COVID even hit, before lockdown hit, they already had like a, a red, orange and green sort of folder for if this happens, then this, if this happens. So when COVID hit, they were absolutely fine. <laughs> they already had a process ready where a lot of other franchises wouldn't. Um, you know, so if you if you are looking to go into a Burger King or a McDonald's that kind of thing, if that's that's your 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 um, sort of chosen area, then um, you know you are definitely going to be in a lovely corporate environment, and it'll be hard work, but um, you know it's, it'll be fantastic. If you go into the smaller ones, then um, you know you will have the ability to I think you know um, there's a lot more cut and thrust in it. So um, yeah, I guess that's the best advice I can give. Uh, hope I hope it helps. <laughs> Um, Curtis from Facebook Manage, uh, Messenger, can you leave a franchise if things don't work out and how does that work? Um, Curtis, you know, uh, tough question. Um, the answer is yes, technically, but you know, when you, when you get into a franchise, it is very much, and I'm going to use a, uh, you know, a phrase that franchisors use around the world. It's like getting into a marriage, right? It's really easy to get in, very tough to get out. Um, and it has to be that way. It has to be that way because, um, you know, the franchisor, I think a lot of people have the misconception or perception that the franchisor, the contract is absolutely biased towards the franchisor. Um, in reality, what it is, is it's very, very biased to the network. Having people go and come within the franchise network is detrimental to the network itself. Um, just from a brand reputation point of view. So, you know, you might be in a, in a fantastic area like Oxford you know, and, and build up a, a wonderful reputation or a terrible reputation, right? Um, whatever, whatever the situation, the franchisor has to make sure that that area is looked after, et cetera. Um, and also, um, yeah, so the, the, the agreements are, are very, very tight. It's very difficult to get out. Your best bet basically for getting out of a franchise is to build it up um, as much as you can and then, um, you know, sell it, um, you know, with the franchisor's permission. I hope, I hope that helps. Right, um, Taylor from Facebook Messenger. Good morning. To build a strategic alliance with other franchising businesses in practice, how can that work? Um, Taylor, it all starts with a conversation, right? And uh, a very, very honest conversation saying, hi, I'm Taylor. And, uh, you know, this is my business. I realize that you have a very similar business and we've got franchisees, as an example, um, who are in, um, you know, in areas uh, and operating next to each other. We don't compete, but... Wouldn't it be great if instead of trying to scrape together all our pennies and get a you know a quarter page ad in a in a tiny in a tiny magazine, wouldn't it be great if we if we worked together and we started taking full page ads? You know, and imagine if we got so and so down the road who also has franchisees in the area, um, you know, to to also work with us. 
Um, you know, I think it's as simple as that. You just have that conversation. Um, and you know, you'd be, you'd be surprised how very eager people are. Um, weirdly enough, I think it's just that it's never occurred to people. I don't think people have avoided, uh, you know, strategic alliances. I just don't think that, you know, it's ever occurred to people that that was within the rules that you were allowed to, you know, have those kind of conversations. You absolutely are. But, you know, as small business owners and as, you know, you, you see the movies and all those kind of things, you just think that you have to be super secretive. Um, you know, somebody's going to steal your ideas and go and run away with them, et cetera. COVID has taught us that even intellectual property is a very, very vague concept right now because most most businesses have gone online. You know, your competitors probably could have just joined a Zoom call at some point um, and learned all your secrets. So really what you what you need to do is you, need, you just need to, um, be the guy who adds all the value, you know. So go and have that conversation. I think it'll. I think you'll be surprised. As I said, um, flow from Twitter, direct message. Do you recommend going into a franchise that you're interested in, or that will make money? Um, flow. Generally speaking, um, you know, if they are a BFA, British Franchise Accre uh, Association accredited uh, franchise. Um, the will they make money is is more up to you than up to the franchise. So um, yes, they will make money because they go through processes. Everyone takes uh, you know the BFA takes a look at their numbers, their structures, and everything. Um, and also in my experience, um, well, in fact, I'll take it to, to a different level. Um, in the last NatWest survey amongst franchising, um, they basically um, found that 93.7% of all franchise businesses are not only still in business after three years, but they're profitable. So you will make money. So actually what you need to do is you need to focus on what it is that you are going to love. More importantly, you need to spend some time getting to know the franchisor. The salesperson is the one thing, but more important than the salesperson is the support person. You want to get to know the person who's going to be backing you up when you're actually operating. So yeah, absolutely go with something that you are going to enjoy. Um, and most importantly, make, make sure that you know the people that are going to be supporting you because, you know, they are the ones who will help you continue enjoying it or, you know, turn, <laughs> turn your love into a hate. So, um, yeah. Maya from Instagram. Um, hi, thanks for all of the info so far. What would you say the main advantages of franchising is? Um, you know, it's being part of a group, being part of a team, being part of a single brand. Um, you know, the, the, I suppose the strategic alliance of notes is a franchise. Um, you know, that's, that's where it begins and it ends. Um, but I've seen, I've seen over, over lockdown the incredible amounts of support, as I said before, that the franchisors have given. Um, franchisees have been unbelievably um, sort of, uh, you know, supportive of each other. Uh, which has been incredible to see. Um, so what you have is a situation where, you know, effectively the franchisor um, at lockdown, generally speaking, the franchisors drop down all of their management service fees or their royalties, as, uh, depending on what you call them. Um, and, you know, in order to make sure that the franchisees were okay. Um, and they then just started going absolutely crazy with a value-added offering, you know. So there's a lady in particular that I'm thinking of, um, Anne-Marie, from a, from a brand called Diddy Dance. Um, you know, Anne-Marie is the franchisor of a brilliant network. She's an incredible person uh, in her own right. But she is on things like uh, TikTok and Facebook Live and Instagram three, four times a day, you know, basically just making sure that the brand is out there, that everybody knows about it. She's working so incredibly hard. I can't even tell you. Um, so you get that kind of situation when the franchisor is doing it for the whole network. 
But then what you also have is the franchisees coming together um, and just saying, right, guys, especially when somebody's having a down, you know, a bit of a downer and they, they're feeling a bit depressed, the massive advantage is just having that support network that come and say, come on, we can do this. We'll do it together. Um, you know, and uh, that cannot be underestimated, um, you know, in my opinion. Um, Tom from Twitter, what do you see as being successful? Do you have an end goal in your mind where you'd be happy? Um, well, Tom, for me personally, um, you know, I'm a bit of a mission driven person. So, um, you know, for me, it is all about, um, you know, just building building a franchising world that actually, you know, is, is different and exciting and innovative. Um, you know, so I'm a mission, mission driven people. I know a lot of people who are, who are money driven. Um, I love what I do. So, um, I don't think I'll ever, ever sort of have that, that moment where I say, right, I'm successful. Um, I just enjoy the process that I'm going through, uh, within the franchising world. Um, so I, yeah, I don't really have an end goal necessarily in mind. Um, you know, helping hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of people be successful in their, in their, in their small businesses is probably, probably for me, the, 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 you know, my measure of success. Um, but you know, who knows where that actually ends. Right. So we have, uh, Jackie from Instagram. Do you, uh, have you seen any, Oh, hold on. I'll just moved. Oh, have you seen any industries in franchising doing better than, uh, than others in the last six months? Absolutely. Um, the care sector, as an example, they've been working flat out. You know, if they if they have ever been heroes, you know, the NHS has done a great job, but you know, the care sector has taken in so many of the vulnerable. The um, so the care franchise franchises like Bluebird Care and various others um, have just been out there and they've been absolutely storming it. You know, they've been done done fantastically. Um, a lot of the outdoor franchises have done really well. You know, so anything to do with um, DIY. Um, has done done very well. Um, you know, I know that there are um, guys who are still, you know, doing all the lawn cutting, and their their demand is weirdly enough not actually necessarily going down, even though people are at home. Um, you know, so those kind of businesses have done really well. But I think if there was a standout sector, um, it happen, uh, it has to um, kind of be be the care sector. I think in the in the franchising world. Um, of course, the accountants have done a great job too. So they, they're going to be really, really busy. Right. So um, we let's take a look at the poll, uh, the poll results. So the poll results are in and we asked you, do you know how to form a strategic alliance with another company? And 0% of you said yes. <laughs> right. So look, guys, if you if you need any advice or would like any advice, please, honestly, just drop me an email. Um, you know, we do this all the time in the franchising industry. And, um, you know, I'd be more than happy to just give you a few pointers. Um, you know, any questions, please get in touch with QuickBooks support team on Facebook or myself on Sean at thespecialadvisor.com or visit the website. Um, I've actually got a website called myfranchiseboard.com, uh, which is a bit of a mastermind group. So if you are a franchisor and you're interested in uh, joining like-minded people, please join us. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Esther Stanhope, who is an international speaker, award-winning author, and personal impact expert. As a former live BBC producer and now a successful full business speaker, she can up your game in pitches, presentations, and remote meetings instantly. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit uh, QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and best business experts are on hand 24-7. 
So guys, that's it from me. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a fantastic day and, you know, good luck with your businesses. Um, you know, just remember it's, you know, you, you are, you've got everything in you that it will take to, to make this work. That's it. Thank you. Bye-bye.